Hello and welcome to Move Forth with Grace. I'm so glad you're here to immerse yourself into God's Word and to open your heart to His lessons today so that the wisdom of God can move through you and into the lives of those around you and continue in generations to come. Welcome, welcome. Today's podcast is brought to you by Never Bands. These are medical freedom bracelets I created for adults and children. I teamed with a medical ID jewelry company in Texas so that you can equip yourself and your family against the unethical enforcement of the experimental COVID-19 injection and any future injections that might come our way, no matter what situation you find yourselves in. By wearing these, we can band together to preserve our medical freedom. Get yours today at www.neverbands.shop. It is also brought to you by the Move Forth brand. On my website, you can find tips on freedom, health, and grace, and ways that I might be helpful to you and your family. My website is www.move-forth.com. I'm reading from the Founders Bible. It is a new American Standard Bible that does include historical documents from the Founders era. Truly is an incredible Bible for you and for your family. And you can find one at www.foundersbible.com. I'm also following the five-day Bible reading plan, and you can download and print a copy if you'd like to at www.fivedaybiblereading.com. Well, today is day 237, and if you have just discovered the podcast, welcome. You absolutely do not have to uh, leave for any reason. You can join in right here today. And you can absolutely finish out this year with us as we are reading the Bible in a year. Um, Or you can just go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and say that today is my first day and I'm going to go to the day one episode and get started right away. So either way, it doesn't matter. I'm just so glad that you are here. And if you've been here since the beginning, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's truly been life changing. So Today, we are going to be reading Zechariah 12 through 14, Psalm 94, and 2 John. Zechariah chapter 12, Jerusalem to be attacked. The burden of the word of the Lord concerning Israel. Thus declares the Lord, who stretches out the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and forms the spirit of man within him. Behold, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that causes reeling to all the peoples around, And when the siege is against Jerusalem, it will also be against Judah. It will come about in that day that I will make Jerusalem a heavy stone for all the peoples. All who lift it will be severely injured, and all the nations of the earth will be gathered against it. In that day, declares the Lord, I will strike every horse with bewilderment and his rider with madness. But I will watch over the house of Judah while I strike every horse of the peoples with blindness." Then the clans of Judah will say in their hearts, A strong support for us are in the inhabitants of Jerusalem through the Lord of hosts, their God. In that day I will make the clans of Judah like a fire pot among pieces of wood and a flaming torch among sheaves, so they will consume on the right hand and on the left all the surrounding peoples, while the inhabitants of Jerusalem again dwell on their own sites in Jerusalem." The Lord also will save the tents of Judah first, so that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem will not be magnified above Judah. In that day, the Lord will defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the one who is feeble among them in that day will be like David, and the house of David will be like God, like the angel of the Lord before them. 
And in that day, I will set about to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. I will pour out on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, so that they will look on me whom they have pierced, and they will mourn for him as one mourns for as an only son, and they will weep bitterly over him like the bitter weeping over a firstborn. In that day there will be great mourning in Jerusalem like the mourning of had. Hadadramon in the plain of Megiddo. The land will mourn every family by itself, the family of the house of David by itself and their wives by themselves, the family of the house of Nathan by itself and their wives by themselves, the family of the house of Levi by itself and their wives by themselves, the family of the Shimeites by itself and their wives by themselves. All the families that remain, every family by itself, and their wives by themselves. False Prophets Ashamed, Chapter 13. In that day, a fountain will be opened for the house of David and for the inhabitants of Jerusalem, for sin and for impurity. It will come about in that day, declares the Lord of hosts, that I will cut off the names of the idols from the land, and they will no longer be remembered. And I will also remove the prophets and the unclean spirit from the land. And if anyone still prophesies, then his father and mother who gave birth to him will say to him, You shall not live, for you have spoken falsely in the name of the Lord. And his father and mother who gave birth to him will pierce him through when he prophesies. Also, it will come about in that day that the prophets will each be ashamed of his vision when when he prophesies, and they will not put on a hairy robe in order to deceive. But he will say, I am not a prophet, I am a tiller of the ground, for a man sold me as a slave in my youth. And one will say to him, What are these wounds between your arms? Then he will say, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends, awake, O sword, against my shepherd, and against the man, my associate, declares the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd, that the sheep may be scattered, and I will turn my hand against the little ones. It will come about in all the land, declares the Lord, that two parts in it will be cut off and perish, but the third will be left in it. And I will bring the third part through the fire, refine them as silver is refined, and test them as gold is tested. They will call on my name, and I will answer them. I will say, They are my people, and they will say, The Lord is my God. God will battle Jerusalem's foes. Chapter 14. Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled, but the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fights on a day of battle. In that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives will be split in its middle from east to west by a very large valley, so that half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. You will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azel. Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. 
In that day there will be no light, the luminaries will dwindle, for it will be a unique day which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night, but it will come about that at evening time there will be light. And in that day living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea, and the other half toward the western sea. It will be in summer as well as in winter. God will be king over all. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day the Lord will be the only one, and his name the only one. And the land will be changed into a plain from Geba to Remen, south of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem will rise and remain on its site from Benjamin's gate, as far as the place of the first gate, to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine presses. People will live in it, and there will no longer be a curse, for Jerusalem will dwell in security. Now this will be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have gone to war against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they stand on their feet, and their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongue will rot in their mouth. It will come about in that day that a great panic from the Lord will fall on them, and they will seize one another's hand, and the hand of one will be lifted against the hand of another. Judah also will fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations will be gathered, gold and silver and garments in great abundance. So also, like this plague, will be the plague on the horse, the mule, the camel, the donkey, and all the cattle that will be in those camps. Then it will come about that any who are left of all the nations that went against Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate the Feast of Booths. And it will be that whichever of the families of the earth does not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, there will be no rain on them. If the family of Egypt does not go up or enter, then no rain will fall on them. It will be the plague with which the Lord smites the nations who do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Booths. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all nations who do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Booths. In that day there will be inscribed on the bells of the horses, Holy to the Lord, and the cooking pots in the Lord's house will be like the bowls before the altar. Every cooking pot in Jerusalem and in in Judah will be holy to the Lord of hosts, and all who sacrifice will come and take of them and boil in them. And there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts in that day. Psalm 94 The Lord implored to avenge his people. O Lord, God of vengeance, God of vengeance, shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render recompense to the proud. How long shall the wicked, O Lord, how long shall the wicked exult? They pour forth words, they speak arrogantly. All who do wickedness vaunt themselves. They crush your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the orphans. They have said, The Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob pay heed. Pay heed, you senseless among the people. And when will you understand, stupid ones? He who planted the ear, does not he hear? He who formed the eye, does not he 
does he not see? He who chastens the nations, will he not rebuke? Even he who teaches man knowledge? The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are a mere breath. Blessed is the man whom you chasten, O Lord, and whom you teach out of your law, that you may grant him relief from the days of adversity until a pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not abandon his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance. For judgment will again be righteous, and all the upright in heart will follow it. Who will stand up for me against evildoers? Who will take his stand for me against those who do wickedness? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have dwelt in the adobe of silence. Oh, excuse me, in the abode of silence. If I should say my foot has slipped, your loving kindness, O Lord, will hold me up. When my anxious thoughts multiply within me, your consolations delight my soul. Can a throne of destruction be allied with you, one which devises mischief by decree? They band themselves together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has been my stronghold and my God the rock of my refuge. He has brought back their wickedness upon them and will destroy them in their evil. The Lord our God will destroy them. The second letter of John. Walk according to his commandments. Chapter 1. The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only I, but also all who know the truth, for the sake of the truth which abides in us and will be with us forever. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I was very glad to find some of your children walking in truth, just as we have received commandment to do from the Father. Now I ask you, lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world. Those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ is coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch yourselves that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house, and do not give him a greeting, for the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Though I have many things to write to you, I do not want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face, so that your joy may be made full. The children of your chosen sister greet you. And those are our readings today. And I was just looking here at the description of Second John to um, provide reference and the purpose of the book for us. I just wanted to check something really quickly on First John. 
because I know I read that as well. So 1 John was written 85, around AD 85 to 90 from Ephesus, and 2 John was written around AD 90 from Ephesus as well. So the purpose of the second letter of John is this. Here is the Apostle John, the beloved disciple, Jesus' best friend, who has outlived all the other disciples of Jesus. He is residing in Ephesus. He is elderly, not too mobile, and quite physically dependent, so much so that they would often carry him on a cot and set him in front of the gathered believers to share. John has gr- gloriously been there and done that. He and his brothers, he and his brother James, the sons of Zebedee, were among the first disciples Jesus ever called to follow him. Tempestuous hotheads, known as the sons of thunder, willing to call fire down from heaven on a Samaritan village because they did not give Jesus an appropriate welcome. It's fascinating to see how the love of God has shaped and tamed John's heart over these many years. There are false teachers roaming around finding their way into some of the churches in Asia Minor. Instead of calling fire down, his message was simple. Truth is a person who abides in us and will be with us forever. Talk about security. So walk in the truth and walk in love. Of the multitude of things that John could say or teach to combat his treachery and error, The power and simplicity of it all has been boiled down to this. Now I ask you, lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. This was one of the last things Jesus had told the disciples before his journey to the cross. Love was the key to everything. The thing that would be the convicting proof to the world that he was for real, that the Father had indeed sent him and the evidence the God the gospel was true. If we would have if we would have love one for one another, the proof hasn't changed and neither has the simplicity. There are not some deeper, more esoteric or ancient secrets for us to learn. We love because he first loved us. If that love is for real, it will show. How can it not? As for the false teachers, don't oblige or entertain them into your home. Don't bother greeting them. If there is a group you can ignore or dismiss, those working their self-absorbed agenda, looking for fresh victims to spoil, skip that bunch. It's pretty amazing that the great Apostle John, the one who walked with Jesus and stayed true to the very end, would take the time to write a personal letter to the chosen lady and her children and address it free from any pomp and self-aggrandizement. The elder, humility and peace, the fruit of a transformed life, rooted and grounded in love. What a marvelous thing to behold. And I agree. Simple, simple message. Love one another. And that truth is a person who resides in us, who abides in us, and will be in us for, with us forever. So very simple and powerful. And that is good news, isn't it? That is the good news of Jesus. Let's go ahead and pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you for just how your grand story and plan unfolds. It has truly been such an incredible experience to 
put all of the pieces together as best as possible and to understand why everything is the way that it is in your plan. And we are just so very grateful to be a part of it. So very grateful to ha- to to be a part of this with Jesus, with you, to be building a relationship with you each day through your son Jesus and through his salvation and through your love. You loved us first, Lord, and we are just so very grateful that you loved us in times where we were not making the right decisions, when we were not in service to you. Lord, thank you for loving us, for being patient, and for giving us the opportunity to repent and to transform because of your son, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, that concludes our episode for today. I'm just so grateful that you were here. Jesus is our everything. I look forward to being with you in the next episode. Take care.